Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Okay, we're going to do one more before you get ready for school. Okay, this isn't what it looks like. Secret series by. Go ahead. Synonymous boss that might actually be a girl. Book four. Chapter, ah, crap. Here we go back to negative. Mom. Crap is not a bad word. Listen, it's not a bad word. Chapter three. Surrounded. Page 209. Cass wasn't sure she'd heard the gesture correctly. Really? You don't know the secret? I promise. I don't know the secret. I never heard of the secret before, said the jester. Mm-hmm. You are the invisible girl. You are the time traveler. You are the only secret I know. I should be asking you for the secret. Yes, unfortunately, she'd heard him correctly. And she was crestfallen. Heard she'd come all this way to ask him a question and he didn't know the answer. He seemed barely to understand. Wait. He seemed uh, barely to understand the question. Her mission was a failure. Beyond that, her role in the Turkish society, her, the, her whole purpose in life would now be in jeopardy. How could she be the secret keeper if she had no secret to keep? She'd glanced around the woods as if the secret might be hidden behind a tree, but she saw nothing more illuminating than a pine cone sitting in a rock. But what about the Turkish society, she persisted. You're a founder of the Turkish society, and I am the... Uh, of the Turkish society, it's the secret society of the secret. Sorry, I know nothing of the tur- any secret society. If I am the founder, I have not founded it yet. How long is this chapter? Okay, not that long. Well, what about my parents? Who are they? Asked Cass, increasingly desperate. At least you must know that. I came all this way to find out who I am. I thought you knew. All I know is I'm supposed to be the secret keeper. If you come from the future, how how could I know who your parents are? You haven't been born yet. The jester with an indisputable logic. You make no sense. Even a fool can, can like me, can see that. You're serious. Don't you know anything? I just don't understand. The jester shook his head, muttering, Either you are not here after all, and I am not a madam talking, uh, and I am not but a madman talking to the wind, or you have been sent on a purpose to make me go mad. It is either same. It is the same either way. Cass slumped against the tree trunk. I can't believe that I came all this way for nothing. What am I supposed to do now? She tried to choke back a sob, but f- a sob, but failed. Oh, it can't be that bad," said the jester. The sounds of her crying shaking him. Where are you? Give me your hand so I may pat your head. Reluctantly, Cass nudged him on the arm like this. Oh, there you are. I can't. Ke- you can't keep moving around like that. It's so disorienting. Now they're there. He patted her invisible head as promised. Is that? How is that? I have not much experience in comforting little children, only making them laugh until they, they get tired and cross. When they start to cry, I send them away. Tis bad for my business. I'm not a little child, but you're doing fine, Cass sniffed. Here's an idea, said the gesture. Are you sure it's not? 
another jester story you're looking for. I hear the king of France is very funny fellow of his employ. He, he, his face clouded. And then that lucky dog still has a job. Cash shook her head. No, it's you. We've met before. I think, I mean, but it was different. You were older and some of the time, you were older some of the time anyways. Ah, well, that explains it, said the jester, brightening. You've simply come back too far, that's all. It may be that I'll discover the secret tomorrow or the next year or not until I'm an old man. And this secret of yours may not arise for many moons after that. You may just have to go home and then come back again to my future. I'm not sure I could do that, Cass said sadly. I don't even know if I can go home in the first place. Home. She wanted to go home now desperately. Even if she was gone, going home to empty hands, there was no sense in delaying any longer. It would only make the disappointment worse. But how? How was she supposed to get home? She was depending on Max Ernest to bring her back, but she wouldn't have done it. But he wouldn't have done it by now. He made the antidote before. How hard could it be? How hard could it? How hard could it be to make it again? Wait, she ate the, all the chocolate. No, the antidote. Remember, he has to mix it with the tuning fork. Oh uh, yeah. Or had it not really been that long? How much time had passed in her own world that she felt that she'd left? She had no way of knowing whether or not it had been seconds or minutes or hours or years. In all her real life, she could be 90 years old by now, for all she knew. Her friends and family might all be dead. She might not be recognized on her own or even her own self. Max Ernest warned her there might be a problem like that. Why hadn't she listened? Why not? Why she, not the jester, was the fool? By the time they heard barking, it was too late. The regal beagles roused from their velvet pillows and made for once to work their roast beef. He had stiffened out the bandits' trail and had led the king's soldiers directly to the campsite. The bandits had been taken by surprise. The man on watch had been drunk on mead. Cass gathered from Anastasia's cursing that they were outnumbered. Now the camp was surrounded, and all of the bandits had bayonets on their backs. I don't know what a bayonet is. I can't remember. The regal beagles circled watchfully as if they were herding sheep. Only the jester and Cass, about 40 feet from the camp, remained free, unseen by the soldiers, and as yet unsniffed by the beagles. How proud you must feel, hounds, catching your prize fox, cried Anastasia. By hounds, mind you, she was referring to the beagles, but to the soldiers. Oh, she was not referring to the beagles, but to the soldiers. As scornful as ever, she seemed oblivious to the fact that her throat could be cut any second. Cass couldn't help admiring Anastasia's bravery under pressure. I see the king only needed to send a hundred of his best men to capture ten thieves, and so you call yourself soldiers? Soldiers, yes, and trained killers, each of us. Tell us where the treasure is, and we will make you your desk quick and easy, declared one of the promptest pompous soldiers with a thick gold braid on his uniform of beads and sweat on his brow clearly the commander and if you lead us to the two-foot dung heap they call the homunculus we may may even spare one or two of you lord pharaoh has offered a big reward for the little monster come on said the jester urgency whispering let's get out of here before they see us he nodded in the direction of the nearest soldier who was shifting his on his feet. Well, they're never going to see her. That's true, but honestly, I think they should sit still because if they move and the dogs hear a crack, they're going to run after him. Just don't move. 
or smell us, said the jester. He nodded towards the beagles who were sniffing the ground suspiciously as if they were then catching the scent of a renegade jester and an invisible girl. What do you mean? We can't just leave them, Cast sputtered. Easy for you to say you're invisible, but that's just wrong. Why? The bandit... Did not the bandit queen command me to leave? I am but following her orders. Yes, but she freed us from the dungeon, remember? She gave us her horse. We owe her our lives. Lent us the horse, you mean, in a very grudgingly, and very grudgingly, I add. Oh, and they're actually stolen horses, too, so they're not even hers. I kind of thought you liked her. Liked her? Yeah, you know, like, liked her, Cass said automatically, raising her eyebrows to the point that even the jester couldn't see them. Having conversations... When you're invisible, is like talking to a blind person. You have to communicate everything with your voice. Like, liked? What does that mean? That I liked her twice? But I don't even like her once. I loathe her thrice, protested the jester. But this made no further movement towards leaving. It was clear that Cass's words had either intended, ef- had intended <laughs> effect. Okay, <laughs> you go stall them, she said, going to the operation, going into operations made mode she had practiced so often with max Ernest in the turkish society i will try and see if i can untie anybody and how do you expect me to do that i don't know go juggle or tell jokes or something you're jester right the jester opened his mouth to reply but remained silent his sense he sensed that Cass might have already gone while talking gone while it was talking to one thing <sighs> or being perceived as talking to yourself it was quite another actually to do it he took a breath and then boldly stepped forward soldiers salutations the dozens of closest soldiers reeled around drawing their swords the beagles ran towards him in a pack yapping madly who goes there shouted the commander wait who nobody cried the jester jumping to and fro to keep the beagles from sinking their teeth in his ankles i meant to say "'Tis I who go there. You see, here, I go.' The soldiers laughed. "'Look, men, the king's jester, more lately the king's prisoner,' shouted a young soldier, "'and now he's the beagle's dinner.' "'What happened, jester?' shouted another. "'Why did you reject our hospitality? "'Was the dungeon floor too hard for your likings, the food too cold?' "'Oh, the floor was fine, and the food, too.' The jester offered, moving aside as the beagles were about to bite his shoe. It was the prison guards. Their smell offended. You're a cocky one. To joke when you're surrounded by so many men, snarled the commander. Men? Yet you tie up a lady? He gestured towards Anastasia, who was shaking her head in disbelief. Evidently, she didn't think the jester was helping her cause. Do not worry, replied the commander. She will not be tied up for long. It is the... It is... It is only her head the king wants we brought this plate this platter special they're going to cut her head off and put it on a platter the guy said he raised his hand in the air and younger soldier ran up with a silver platter we are instructed to bring back her head sitting on it perhaps there is room for yours as well my head would be an would be honored to be in such noble company but please do not face her towards me i fear she will bite off my nose if those beagles do not get it to me first. The jester grinned at Anastasia, who glared back with ferocity. Indeed, it looked as though she might bite the jester if she could. Oy, oy, oy. 
Okay, well, we got to get ready for school. Right, Peyton Jane? See you guys later.